So we are talking about the third of the patriarchs, uh, Yaakov or Jacob. He has a bunch of kids, big family. And he favors the child that is born to Rachel, to Rachel. And that is Joseph. And he buys him or makes him a very special coat. I, I don't know where he would buy it. <laughs> Back in those days, he must have had it made. Um, a special coat. And the brothers are jealous. The brothers are all older than him. They're terribly jealous. They plan to kill him. They change their mind and decide to sell him. And they sell him um, to the merchants. And they eventually, Joseph, Joseph ends up in, in Egypt. Eventually, he's going to become the viceroy of Egypt, saves them from a famine, becomes the big hero, and so on. Now, the conventional understanding of the story, and of course, if it's conventional, then it's probably not the real meaning of the story, <laughs> because this is, this is the Torah, right. you know, no conventional stories in Torah. So, the conventional understanding is, Yaakov made a mistake, he should not have shown favoritism, you got to treat all your children equally, love them equally, and so on and so forth. Because he showed favoritism, this is the bad results. Actually, the opposite is the truth. That the brothers would be jealous, that is, that is amazing, surprising. These were great people. They were the heads of the tribes. And they were righteous people, perfectly righteous people. They're Jacob's sons, every one of them holy. Their mothers were holy. This petty jealousy? Grown men jealous over a coat? Uh, this, doesn't, this doesn't make sense at all. Okay. Their motive was they, they believed that his philosophy was dangerous okay. and that it went against the, uh, the vast eternal plan for the Jewish people. And uh, they were convinced that the results would be, would be fatal, that the Jewish people would stop existing or would never happen, wouldn't get off the ground, would never even take off. When it came to the future of the Jewish people, Joseph had the right idea, and the brothers were mistaken. The brothers were shepherds as we read in, in the Parsha, that Joseph went out to visit and see how his brothers are doing out in the, in the pasture where they're taking care of the sheep. They believed in being shepherds. They believed in being removed from the, from the jungle cities, you know, the asphalt jungles. They believed in staying away from the masses, staying away from the corruption of business and so on, and to stay out in nature and commune with God and be a holy people. Joseph said, anybody can do that. It doesn't make you holy. Just isolated. 
to be a holy people, you have to make the world holy. Holiness is not for you to keep. To spread. Right. Right. You were given a talent for holiness to make the world holy. Why are you hiding in the fields and, and letting the rest of the world go about their lives blindly, not knowing up from down and so on? Yosef insisted that you have to go out into the world, you have to be in contact with people and have a positive effect. They said, you try that and all your holiness will be lost, you will become corrupted like the rest of them, and uh, instead of elevating them, they will bring you down. So that's why at first they thought, we've got to get rid of him. He's a bad influence, he's taking us in the wrong direction. Then they decided, you know what? The man is so confident that he knows what he's doing. Let's sell him into that world that he thinks he can affect. And let's see, as the verse says, they said, Let us, let's see what will become of his dreams. They were referring to his philosophy. Mm. And they called it dreams because it was totally unrealistic. So they sell him down to Egypt, and they were sure that they would never hear from him again. He would become assimilated. He would worship idols just as the Egyptians did. He would become corrupt like they were, and that would be the end of his philosophy. Jacob, on the other hand, knew that he was right and that the future of the Jewish people is to be involved with the world and affecting the world, not hermits. Right, and not to be confused with proselytizing, but just yes. just not keeping it to themselves, like you said, not bottling it up. Good point. So Jews living in ghettos was the exact opposite of what, of what our, 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 our fate and our mission is supposed to be. Being isolated, being walled off from the rest of the world was not the right way to go because it was forced on us. But, hmm. but the point was, we should not be hiding away and just talking to each other and keeping each other Jewish and holy. And that, that's, that's, that is pointless. That is not fulfilling our mission. So Jacob told his, his children, Joseph has the right idea. You got to listen to him. He's right. Should he not have told them that? Should he not tell the truth that is so vital and so necessary? Of course he should. That they responded with jealousy, that's what was wrong, not Jacob. And the, the dreams, by the way, where he would tell them his dreams about everybody bowing to him, that didn't help. I mean, anybody who comes around <laughs> boasting right, right. is obviously not head and shoulders above anybody. True. Because if you have to boast, then obviously your qualities are not real. Because boasting is unreal. It's, it's hot air. Right. So what, what was the point of those dreams? Not only did Jacob 
try to tell his children that Joseph was something special. God was trying to tell them through the dreams. So God is telling them in a form, a, a form of prophecy, you will all bow to him, meaning eventually you're going to see he's right. And yet, the dreams themselves increase their, their jealousy, right. their zealousness. So what, what the story behind the dreams is something like this. Uh, the sages say that when, a, when you have a dream, uh, every dream contains maybe a little truth, but also some nonsense. It's a dream. You're in a dream state. How do you know which part is valid and which part is the nonsense? So dream interpretation was a, was a great um, subject and wisdom. I mean, it still is. We just don't have too many people who are good at it. Right. As we see when Joseph interpreted the dreams for Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was so impressed that he appointed him prime, uh, prime minister, uh, viceroy. So interpreting dreams is a real is a real wisdom, it's a real science. When you are not sure what a dream is saying, what you're supposed to do is ask others. Tell your dream to somebody and see what their reaction is. Their reaction tells you what the dream really means. You can't decide for yourself, you're too close. Hmm. You're too personal, you know, too subjective. Got it, right. So, Joseph has these dreams, and he can't believe what he's hearing. His brothers are all going to bow to him. And then he has another dream, not only his brothers, his mother and father. He can't believe this. There's got to be nonsense. So he tells his father and his brothers the dream to see how they would interpret it. And of course, they interpreted it literally. They're all going to bow to him. Right. Joseph was a little shocked. I'm not sure he wanted that leadership role at the age of 17. But it proved that, uh, that this was a, a valid prophecy and not just fanciful dream. So it was really the brothers in interpreting the dream that uh, that validated it. Wow. That it was, was, in fact, going to happen. The moral of the story, if you want to take it at a very simple level, is that jealousy is always inappropriate. Always. Okay. It's not, it was not a mistake on Jacob's part to, to show favoritism. But, but let's look at that for a moment. When you have a, a number of children, and you happen to like one more than the others, and he's cuter, he's more like you, or less like you, so you can like him better, and you show favoritism, and there is no justification for the favoritism, that is a terrible mistake, mm, and see. you should never do that. But... If one of your children happens to be exceptional, 
if one of your children happens to be head and shoulders above the rest, are you going to make believe it's not true? Hmm. That would be really, really hard. I mean, for, for even for me as a parent, if I saw something, if I had, you know, four or five, six kids, or whatever, and there was one of them, for example, just to put it in modern day terms, that um, that seemed to excel in sports or or maybe even in singing or something like that, right? And to see how the other kids, I, in my mind, I would be thinking, well, if I if I do treat them all the same, well, all the other four kids want to sing too, but they really can't but she can you know so do i give them everything that i'm going to give her and if i do what's that going to what's that going to do to the you know to their self-esteem or hers or whatever the case may be there's so much to consider and it'd be really confusing so what what would be the right the right approach to this whole thing you get your other children to be proud of their sibling nice Right? Mm -hmm. You say to the other kids, wow, your sister is good. Mm. And you get them to join you in admiring the talented one. Nicely put. Wow. So, in, in this case in particular, Joseph wasn't just a little more talented or cuter. The mm. issue was the future of the Jewish people and their purpose and so on. So, look at what happened. You know, we jump ahead a little bit. Okay. Um, Joseph has a brother from the same mother, mm -hmm. from Rachel. Right. And that's Benjamin. When the brothers come down to Egypt, and Joseph is now the viceroy, and he wants to see whether they still hate him, whether they finally agree with him or not. And he decides that the test will be how they treat Benjamin. So he says, I will not sell you any wheat unless you bring your younger brother, Benjamin. So they go back to Jacob. Remember this? Right, I do. And they say, the man wants Benjamin to come down to Egypt. And if you remember what Jacob said, he said, oh, no, not Benjamin. Right. My soul is bound to his soul. If anything happens to him, it'll kill me. Hmm. So he just did it again. He did it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's Out <funny>. loud. <laughs> so he says, you go down. Yeah. Whatever he does to you, you know, whatever. But not, not Benjamin. Mm -hmm. And look at how the brothers reacted this time. Mm-hmm. They said, we will protect him with our lives. So they had overcome their jealousy. That's awesome. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? You know, I do a lot of talking, a lot of Zooming, many classes, many subjects. But that's all formal stuff. Hopefully good stuff, but formal. We also have a Wednesday night meeting that's more informal and kind of um, Hamish. If you want to join us for that kind of an event, um, interactive, time for questions and so on. If you want to join us for this side of conversation, 
click on the link below and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Well, maybe not every Wednesday night, but we try to make it every Wednesday night at nine o'clock, a more informal chat, which uh, can be more enjoyable at times than the formal stuff. So check it out, click on the link and join us. Try it, you'll like it.